I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Ride podcast. Monday's podcast, I always say AM. It's technically PM. We run this at noon because we want the post-game show to get enough ch- a chance to breathe a little bit in the morning. And it's another victory Monday. That is right. The Steelers are perfect. Still 5-0. They shellac. They beat down. They dismantle whatever adjective you want to use to describe the Steelers' 38-7 win over the Cleveland Browns. Have at it. Because on this Monday, every single person that's ever been on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram that said, the Steelers haven't played anybody. The Steelers haven't. Look at their record of the teams they've beaten. Well, you know what? You can't say that now. You can't say that now, can you? Steelers beat the well, formerly 4-1 and one Cleveland Browns. They had won four games in a row. They lose in week one to Baltimore. They rattle off four straight wins, and then they go in and face the buzzsaw that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Steelers' versatility. We're going to talk about Devin Bush and what the Steelers are going to do with that position now that his season is over. And then in the second half, we're going to get into winners and losers. I want winners, not a lot of losers this week. I'll tell you that to tease it a little bit. But, you know, the funny thing is, is um, let's start off with the versatility. I, I grew up, I don't know why. I think it was my grandmother, maybe it was someone else, would always tell me, oh, there's many ways to skin a cat. And... 
I'd look, if you're a PETA person out there, I'm not talking about actually skinning a cat. It's a, it's, it's a phrase. It's a euphemism. Um, there's many ways to skin a cat. And, and I think that in the NFL and the National Football League, my gosh, if you can somehow, some way, be a team that is ridiculously versatile and they can beat you in multiple ways, you are on the fast track to success. Period. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is that type of team. Period. If you think about the way the Steelers have won games so far this year, it's almost been a different story every single time. Week one, Ben Roethlisberger comes back. He's rusty. The offense makes just enough plays. The defense steps up when it has to. Think about Cam Hayward's really awkward interception in the end zone on off of Daniel Jones. Week two, you know, everyone's thinking it's going to be a blowout, but it's not. The Steelers' offense does enough to win. The Broncos came back. They find a way to win. Week three, Houston. The Steelers look pretty bad in the first half defensively. They come in to pitch a shutout in the second half, dominant performance in the second half. They win the game. Obviously, against the Eagles, it was the offense that had to lead the way. And then, boy, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I'm trying to think to myself the last time the Steelers had a complete performance like they had on Sunday at Heinz Field against the Cleveland Browns, meaning the Steelers could do whatever they wanted. They literally could do whatever they wanted. They wanted to run it. They could run it. They wanted to throw it. They could throw it. And on the flip side of that, the Browns could do nothing. They could do nothing. They were struggling to just run the football. They didn't do that. Kareem Hunt finishes with 40 yards rushing on 13 carries. Now, yes, Dontrell Hilliard, he chimed in for 29 yards. A lot of that was in garbage time. Their their total of 75 yards, that's a little generous in my opinion. I just think that uh, I mean, it's not generous, it's a number. I, you, can't de- you can't debate a number. But that was not indicative of them actually rushing for 75 yards. Not even close. The 40 yards for Hunt, yeah, that's a little bit more indicative of what that dominance was look- looking like. The one thing, though, and I hate to just kind of narrow it because the defense played so well, and I'm going to talk about the defense for sure, but I'm looking at this team from an offensive standpoint. From an offensive standpoint. So just go back to last week. Just go back to last Sunday, Philadelphia Eagles coming into Pittsburgh, okay? And you had Chase Claypool's coming out party. And we all know the stat line, 110 yards receiving, three receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. It was an aerial attack. It was an aerial attack. It was it was fun to watch. Fun to watch. They put up 38 points last week. This week was a different story. They still put up 38 points, but they didn't necessarily do it by just throwing the ball like crazy. Now, granted, they did have seven points defensively. Claypool and James Washington led the Steelers with 74 and 68 yards receiving, respectively. It was James Conner in the running game that did it this, this time. I, I said this on Twitter. And I, 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 Ben Roethlisberger said in his post game show. So I said it during the game, especially that last, that, that really long drive in the fourth quarter, um, that really kind of sealed the deal. You know, Roethlisberger said, I can't remember the last time I had to, I got pulled with eight minutes left. You know, it's a good thing. They got Mason Rudolph in there. It gives him a break. But I said, this is an old school Bill Cowher, Jerome Bettis drive. 
check the tape. I, you can check my Twitter feed. You can follow me at jhartman underscore pit. I said this is an old school drive. There's no passing unless you have to throw it. It is literally hand the ball off three yards, hand the ball off four yards, hand the ball off first down. I think they only threw the ball once or twice in that entire drive, and it was capped off with a touchdown run by Benny Snell, and it was a great thing to watch. It just goes to show you that I think that this Steelers offense in particular, and we'll get to the defense in a second, but this offense in particular is so ridiculously versatile. I'm going to tie this in with fantasy football a little bit. Like you say, I play FanDuel. If you listen to my show, you listen to our other shows that I'm on, especially the Steelers preview. I, we always talk about FanDuel. I like daily fantasy football. I'm not a traditional guy anymore because I don't like how I like the sporadic. I want to play this guy this week and not next week. So anyways, I used to always, and guys would always make fun of me. I would play a ton of Steelers on my lineup because I would, I know the team well enough and I would have these hunches man, this guy's going to do really, really well. This guy's matchup is really, I think he could really explode this week. I do that all the time. I, I can't do that this year, at least not yet, because outside of Ben Roethlisberger, who didn't really have a huge stat line this week, the Steelers did it in a way they hadn't done it yet. James Conner rushes for 101 and a touchdown on 20 carries. He had a 5.1-yard average. That's a really good average for 20 carries. You, know, you look at the receiving threats, okay? So I actually started Juju Smith-Schuster this week. I'm thinking, okay, Claypool, he had a great game last week. They're going to be really focusing on him. They want to take him away. Juju's going to be the one that's going to get the matchup. No, it was James Washington. James Washington was single covered, and that's why early in the game they were going to him often. Juju Smith-Schuster ended with two catches for six yards. I'm not mad. I don't even think Juju's mad. I'm just frustrated with the fact that, from a fantasy football perspective, I can't lean on my old go-to of just playing Steelers because I knew what was coming. I No one knows what's coming. That includes the opposition, and that's what makes this offense dynamic. You want to know what's still really scary? I mean really scary? They're not even close to a finished product yet. Not even close. This Steelers football team, this Steelers offense is still a work in progress. They're averaging over 30 points already. They've scored 38 in the last two weeks, and they're just starting to get humming. And couldn't it have come at a better time? Not just with the Browns coming to Pittsburgh in their first AFC North game, but also the fact that the slate that's coming up is tough. And you're playing defenses like the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens in back-to-back weeks on the road where you're going to have to win games in different fashion. You think I, I think back to the teams that have won Super Bowls in the Ben Roethlisberger era. I think this is the most diverse offense of that era. Meaning, in 2005, they kind of won despite Roethlisberger. I know he had that great playoff run. The Super Bowl was tr- was just awful for him. Uh, they still found a way to win. But they were a run-heavy team. They were a run-heavy team. They loved the gadget play. Run-heavy team. Then you think back to like 2008, 2009, that season. It was, it was never like this. Yeah, you had Heinz Ward. You had Santonio Holmes. Willie Parker. But at the same time, it was the offensive line wasn't this good. This is the most complete offense, I think, 
in the Ben Roethlisberger era, and they're still getting better. Now, a lot of people will look at Ben Roethlisberger, and I went off about this on Wednesday and say that there's all there's deficiencies. There's always deficiencies with every player. Think back to, I don't care if you're Peyton Manning, Tom Brady in their prime, there were still areas of their game that were not the best. Now, those deficiencies can be glaring, and those deficiencies can just be uh, just something that you talk about. But at the same time, every player has their deficiencies. But you know what? I hope that if you're a Steelers fan waking up on Monday and you just got that, you have that feel good feeling deep down in your gut because your favorite team just went out and beat the living daylights out of a rival. I hope you also realize that this defense is truly something special. And I give Mike Tomlin a ton of credit. He was the one that said in his Tuesday press conferences last, last week, he was asked about the secondary. He said, Mike, coach, what do you think about your secondary? They've been giving up a lot of third downs. They've been giving up big plays. He said, look, it's, it's still too early to draw major conclusions. This is a group that if you said the same thing, in two, if you look back in 2019, you were probably saying the same thing. Well, in their fifth game, they sure look like they got it back. And what they got back was the versatility, the mojo. They got it back. And it all started third and seven. The Browns' first offensive possession, Minka Fitzpatrick pick six. It is amazing what a dynamic Minka Fitzpatrick brings to the Steelers' defense. I'm stumbling over words. I've been the one that's critical of him. I have been critical of him the last three weeks, saying, where's Minka? Because when the secondary is getting torched, Where's the guy that's supposed to be the field general in the back end? Where's the guy that when you traded a first round pick, everyone said, man, when he got in, the communication was great. We were just all great. It was, everything was great. Where, where was that guy? Well, he was back and he made a statement right away, right away. I have yet to see, I saw, I've seen replays of that play. I'm really anxious to see if our Jeffrey Benedict will highlight maybe Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary. I'd love to see a breakdown and how exactly the Steelers are changing things up. But as I just talked about the versatility on offense, holy cow, the versatility on defense. Now, the injury to Devin Bush is going to throw a wrinkle in that, and I'll get to that in a second. But when you look at this defense from front seven to deep safety, holy cow, not a lot of weaknesses. I'm just going to put it that way. Not a lot of weaknesses. Okay, two takeaways on Sunday. You had Minka Minka Fitzpatrick's pick six, and then you had Cameron Sutton coming down with his own interception. Joe Hayden could have had his own interception, yet he got called for a defensive uh, illegal contact. It was not, or defensive holding maybe. It was not pass interference, but still, the penalty negated the uh, interception. But this Steelers defense, if they can get their secondary just... Where it was on Sunday, on a consistent level, if we're having to look back and point out like two or three, legitimately two or three plays out of all of the plays that the Cleveland Browns ran, they threw it 28 times, they ran it 22. Out of all of those plays, if we are trying to nitpick one or two where 
I don't know, Baker Mayfield finds Austin Hooper open and he scrambles, he rumbles down the field for 20 plus or the touchdown, the lone touchdown to, uh, how was his name? Higgins, Richard Higgins. If that's what we're going to, if that's all we're going to be able to complain about, that's a great day. If the Steelers can find just a little bit of consistency with that secondary and it matches up with that pass rush, watch out. Watch out. Because you talk about versatility, they could beat you in a myriad of ways. They could blitz you to death to the point where your quarterback, like Baker Mayfield on Sunday, visibly didn't want to be there anymore. You could tell it in his eyes. He was hurt. And it was that hit by Cam Hayward at the end of the first half. Bud Dupree had his legs. Cam came from behind, hit him. Next thing you know, he's looking up through his chin strap, and he got up slow. You knew. I don't care if he's going to be quoted by saying, Mama didn't raise no wuss. I don't care if he actually does come back in the third quarter. You knew that deep down inside, the little voice in Baker's head was saying, please don't put me out there again. That's what this defense can do. That's what this defense can do. But you know, the defense did take a huge hit, a huge hit. Losing Devin Bush on the inside is a huge hit to this defense. Not only is he a tackling machine, he's the communicator on the defense. He's, boy, has he come into his own this year. And it didn't really pop off the screen. A lot of fans were saying, I haven't really even noticed Devin Bush. Well, a lot of times it's because he's doing his job. I mean, he has gotten some sacks. He had a half sack in the game on Sunday before he got injured. But no, he hasn't had the splash plays he had as a rookie. You think about uh, the interception he had in, in L.A. against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football last year. You think about the fumble recoveries he had. Some of those plays just kind of, they just fall into your lap. And he's made those plays. But at the same time, they're going to miss him in coverage, his athleticism, his speed. I'm not sure what the Steelers are going to do. I've got a lot of text messages, a lot of mentions and questions on Twitter and social media about, hey, Jeff, what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to go out and sign someone? Are they going to, what's the Steelers plan? Well, first off, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. I wish I did. It would be interesting to hear some of their conversations. I think they're definitely going to look and see who's available. Not that they would bring them in to start, but just to bring them into the fold. Maybe it's someone off of someone's practice squad. Think back to when the Steelers went out and got, you know, a couple practice squad players last year. Uh, they, they picked up the running back uh, from Chicago, I believe. They got Deion Kane, wide receiver from Indianapolis. So they, they are comfortable doing that. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe they try to find someone on a practice squad. It's not going to cost a ton of money. They're active. They've been in a, a, a training camp. They've been in practices. Maybe they do that. But I think that ultimately they're going to roll with who they have. Now, Robert Spillane, I, I talked about this in the post-game podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. There's two parts, part one and part two. Check them out both. We talk about the offense and one, defense and the other. So you don't want to hear one without the other. Robert Spillane's a thumper. He's an old-school downhill thumper. Not a huge guy. He's not overly athletic either. And so I, him and him next to Vince Williams, you have a great run-stopping duo there. Coverage, not so much. Now, what's the deal with Ulysses Gilbert III? That's the question everybody wants to know, and no one has an answer. No one has an answer. No one knows. No one knows what is going on with UG3. The guy that was claiming headlines, not just at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, 
But for the Tribune Review, the Post-Gazette, they were all talking about UG3. Ulysses Gilbert III is going to be their answer for replacing Mark Barron. Those were the headlines. The kid can't even get a helmet on game day. And then Marcus Allen, safety, they moved him down to linebacker a little bit. And Mike Tomlin, after the game on Sunday, said it's going to be a community approach, kind of. They're going to need everyone to help. It's not. It might. It might be a position where it's not just Spillane. He might get the the brunt of the reps, but they're going to need to lean on UG three and maybe Marcus Allen on occasion to try and help fill that gap because those are some big, big shoes to fill. I feel horrible for Devin Bush. If there's any silver lining in this cloud, it is the fact that the injury happened in week five. I'm sorry, week six, and not in week sixteen. So Devin Bush will get to rehab. He will be ready to go for 2021. That's the only silver lining here. Other than that, you feel absolutely sick for the young man. He was having a great year. I know he'll bounce back. You know he'll bounce back. But the Steelers have got to keep moving. Mike Tomlin always says it. They got to. Someone's going to have to jump on a moving train. We'll see who that is when uh, Tomlin meets with the media on Tuesday. In the meantime, we have some winners and losers to discuss here too. Winners, not a lot of losers. Stay tuned. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here for the second part of this Let's Ride Monday podcast. It's a victory Monday. That is right. Boy, it feels good to wake up when your favorite football team is 5-0. and The Green Bay Packers lost yesterday, so that means there's another one down. Three unbeaten teams left. The Seattle Seahawks, who were on a bye this past Sunday. The Tennessee Titans, who barely came back and beat the Houston Texans in overtime. And your Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Titans and Steelers play each other next week. That One of them's going to lose. One of them is going to lose. But in the meantime, let's talk about some winners and losers. I forgot to do this last week, to be honest with you. Kind of fired up after that game. So here we have some winners and losers after week six. Let's talk about the winners first. I got to give it to Minka Fitzpatrick, my first winner. It, there, there's not really any order. If you fall on the winners list, you're a winner, okay? Minka Fitzpatrick only had one tackle. But he had a pass defense, he had an interception, and he scored a flipping touchdown. It was that moment. I was so close to going on Twitter because I tweet during the games because it's just a way for me to get my thoughts out and saying ball game. Like literally ball game. I just watched the offense drive methodically down the field. They they end up with a Chris Boswell field goal. But they look good in that drive, that opening drive. So I had a good feeling from that. And then Minka picked pick six. I was so close to saying game over. Ball game. Thanks for playing, Browns. Hit the per, hit the turnpike. That's what I wanted to say. But I didn't. I restrained, but it basically was. When you look in hindsight, that was the turning point. 
that was the turning point in the game. The game wasn't the same after that. You're down two scores, and you haven't even had the ball a second time. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, in the blink of an eye, they're down 24 nothing. Down 24 nothing, And next thing you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is taking his shoes off. Jar- Jarvis Landry's crying on the sideline. Baker Mayfield's getting popped every single time he drops back. It was a good day. Minka Fitzpatrick started all of that. Some people will complain and say that I'm a homer, which I am. And some people will say that I'm a Ben apologist, which I am. I'm not apologizing for Ben Roethlisberger being on the winner's list this week. Yeah, I have him there. He finished 14 of 22 for 162 yards. He threw a touchdown. He had a 101 rating. No interceptions. Can we say he's thrown thrown 11 touchdowns to one interception this season? The gunslinger that we all have shown frustrations with in our time as Steeler fans, he seems to be playing a more conservative brand of football. He didn't need to really try and stretch the field too many times. He took what the defense gave them, and and honestly, what they gave him was pretty much, I'll I'll take what 22 throws, that's it. 14 to 22, it's over 50%, obviously, but... I love the fact that Roethlisberger played well enough, the offense played well enough, that they were able to get Mason Rudolph in and get him some game reps because, honestly, I thought Ben managed the game well. He didn't... He he made the deep throws. He checked a lot of boxes for me in this game. He really did. Checked a lot of boxes. He had a really nice deep throw to James Washington, nice deep throw to Chase Claypool, another great out route, Beautiful throw. Washington did not bring it in, but that was a good throw. Ben Roethlisberger is getting those intermediate passes back, folks, and that's a really good sign. Next winner is James Conner. How do you not put James Conner? 20 carries, 101 yards, one touchdown, and a 5.1 yards per carry. This was maybe the best game I've seen from James Conner going back to his Pro Bowl year because that was in 2018. James Conner ran hard, but he ran smart. He took what the deal well, he took what was given. He didn't he didn't rush it. There were a couple times I wish he would follow his blockers a little bit better. James Conner, definitely a winner. The offensive line. The Steelers rushed for over 120 yards total. We talked about Connor's 101. They only gave up two sacks. They only gave up two sacks. That's big. Miles Garrett was basically a no-show. He did come down with one of those sacks. And that was not on the offensive line. They did a great job blocking Garrett, and then Ben just held onto the ball a little too long. Those two sacks I wouldn't put on the offensive line. Uh, the other sack, the Browns just, they brought too many for the Steelers to block. And because of that, they didn't have the right play dialed up. I'm shocked that Roethlisberger didn't call timeout. But still, only giving up two sacks. This offensive line is really starting to come to form. And remember, that was Kevin Dotson. That's still Chooks Okora for so a lot of people were concerned about the Steelers' offensive line when David DeCastro was hurt almost all of training camp. They were uh, not sure what to do when Zach Banner went down. All is quiet on the home front. We'll put it that way. Next winner, the rush defense. They gave up 75 total yards rushing and held Kareem Hunt to 40 yards. This was a statement game for this rush defense. Why? It was the number one rushing offense in the NFL coming to town. And we all said it. Dave Schofield said it on the Stat Geek. We all said it on the preview. It's strength versus strength. Who's going to win? Ha <laughs> ha. The Steelers. That's who's going to win. 75 total yards. And again, a lot of those, it was like almost 30 of that yardage, yardage came in garbage time when Case Keenum was in. But still, 75 total yards. Kudos 
to the rush defense. Let's go to the pass rush. The pass rush, these numbers in, in, in and of itself are not really indicative of how good this front seven played. Four sacks, that's great. It's a little bit off their pace of five a game, but four sacks. Seven quarterback hits, okay? They hit Mayfield seven times. I felt like it was more than that. I'm sure he would agree with me that he probably felt it was more than that. And they had six tackles for losses. That was a tremendous effort by the pass rush slash the front seven. Great game. Dominated. Dominating performance. But let's not forget the defensive backs. They also found their way on the winner's list. Two interceptions. They scored a touchdown. And they only gave up 165 yards through the air. That is a huge step forward for a secondary that was questioned a lot the last few weeks. You know, you talk about Deshaun Watson really lighting him up in the first half. Carson Wentz had his way with Tyler Fulgham in week five. The Steelers responded, and it's not like the Browns don't have weapons. They do. They have Najoku. They have Hooper. They have Odell Beckham. They have Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. 165 yards they allowed. Kudos to the defensive backs. Got to put Chase Claypool in there. Again, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think he was going to have a game like he did last week. It wasn't as dynamic because he only scored one touchdown, but he comes down with four receptions, 74 yards receiving, four targets. See, he's caught every single ball thrown his way. He gets a rushing touchdown, an 18-and-a-half-yard average. Chase Claypool is becoming a stud right in front of our very eyes. No buyer's remorse here. J.K. Dobbins can have fun in Baltimore. James Washington, he's my last winner. I thought that he he was the guy. We talk about the versatility, pick your poison of the Steelers offense. Okay, who's it going to be this week? Well, it's tough to pick, but whoever it is this week, the Steelers player, in this case, James Washington, has to actually perform and make those catches and, and perform and win that battle. The Steelers offense is built around mismatches finding a way to get a good matchup and then exploiting it. If you don't have the player to exploit it, it doesn't matter. James Washington was that guy. He finishes with four receptions, 68 yards. He had a touchdown on seven targets with a 17-yard average. A great game by James Washington. It was great to see him. Let's go over to the loser side. Honestly, there's only one loser, and it really wasn't even a player. It was a bunch of players. It's not that they played poorly. It's they got hurt. The loser was injuries. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Devin Bush talked about him in the first segment. Losing him to an ACL is heartbreaking. But also, Marquise Pouncey had that he left with a foot again. I'm not sure if that's a re-injury, if they just resting it. Did get mentioned by Tomlin in the post-game press conference, so we'll see how that goes. You can't, you would hate to see Marquise Pouncey lost for any significant amount of time because he has played, in my opinion, at a Pro Bowl level so far this season. And then even Mike Hilton, the very versatile defensive back, he left the game with a shoulder injury. Again, because the game was out of hand, could he have gone back in? I don't know. Was this like a a shoulder injury like TJ Watt had last week where he missed some time and went back in? He didn't miss any games. We'll see. Tomlin will recap that. But without Hilton in the lineup, they actually, this is pretty incredible, They put Justin Lane out wide, and they moved Steven Nelson inside on the slot. Not sure if that was just an in-game adjustment or if that's something they would do down the road if Mike Hilton was unable to play for a game or two. 
Those injuries are awful. I hate injuries because you want to see teams, and this is on the opponent's side too. You want to see teams at full strength because you want to see who actually is the best team. That's what I want to see. That's the only loser I could find. It's the only loser I could find uh, for this Steelers 38 to seven win over the Cleveland Browns. It was a fun one, folks. Not only the show, which I hope you enjoy the show and I hope you check out all of our podcasts, but uh, this game was fun. And when was the last time you got to watch a game and sit back and just kind of relax? Like, ah, it's another Steelers Sunday. I normally feel like the Steelers are going to kill me. Like, I feel like they're going to end my life one day, but not this time, not Sunday. I was actually able to sit back, was talking to family. Kids were running around and I wasn't super stressed out and yelling at them. It was a good day. It was a really good day. <laughs> All right, folks. With that said, that wraps up our Monday Let's Ride podcast. I can't tell you enough. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We have film rooms, commentary, features, you name it. We have it there for you. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And also, all of our podcasts are not just on YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel. If you want to follow us, go to YouTube.com. Search BTSC Steelers Radio. But then also, anywhere you get your podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, um, Spotify. I'm a Spotify guy. Make sure you follow so that you don't miss a thing. If you listen on iTunes, give us a five-star rating if you enjoy the content. And give us a good comment, and I'll read those comments live on the air Thursday during the Steelers Preview Podcast on YouTube. So, with that said, Steelers are 5-0, and everybody! Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, because they're playing the Titans coming up. It's going to be a great game, and I can't wait to dive into that. I'll see you next Wednesday. I'm sorry, this Wednesday for another episode of Let's Ride, your AM podcast with me, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, God bless. Go Steelers, 5-0. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.